This is the Empower Moms podcast with Alex and Chantel. podcast. Thanks, Jazz. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yes. Have you been on a podcast before? This is my very first podcast. Gosh, we took your podcast for today. Yes. I'm really excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, we, we're excited to start this today because, um, we've been wanting to do this for seven months plus a year let's say yeah yeah seven months we've been together as a team and we both separately wanted to do a podcast before we even got together one of the things we aligned on was like you want to do a podcast but i've wanted to do a podcast because we got together last i think it was january or february we were having coffee and we talked about you wanting to do a podcast Mm -hmm. and here we are that's crazy. I know. Yeah. What were you? I was going to say, are you not the one that sent her a book yeah. about yes. the YouTube? Okay. I am. So, yes. Okay. You, you did. Okay. I see you played a part in I this. Did. By the way, this is Jazz and Jasmine. <laughs> yes. And Cernic. Yes. Is that how you say? It. Oh, Absolutely. I did it right. You did it right. Okay, Jasmine. great. Jasmine Cernic with Bricks Mortgages. Yes. And she is. A mortgage broker, the best one. I and have also to say. a mortgage broker, and the sorry, <laughs> like the only one we go to. Like, there's no competition in my mind, and that we do say because we're professionals. Just as everyone should get a second opinion, so Jazz and someone else, like a bank. Mm-hmm. But Jazz is always going to win. <laughs> Thank you. I yes. am very, very lucky. I appreciate the feedback so much. But yes, yes, I did send the book. Okay, yes. So the book you sent just to her doorstep. Yes. And she and it was great. Sent it, whatever. So we told each other we wanted to do YouTube. Yeah. The book yes. is called Passive Prospecting. Right. Yes. With, do we have it? It's right there. Yes. Love you. Levi. And leave. Chantel's <laughs> a moment today. Yeah. It's not a great day to no. podcast when your brain Lassac is like Lassac not Lassac functioning. By Lachek, Lassac, and Travis Plum. Yes, and also, no, it's okay. Passive prospecting talks about YouTube mostly. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it talks about podcasts as well and how to leverage podcasts and um, videos to put on YouTube. Um, so that, uh, you can have forever lasting content. Yeah. So how to, and the success and basically just make it seem so easy. The book is amazing. So you did that for her. We had our initial conversation that we decided we were going to team up, but talked about all the things that we aligned on, which was YouTube podcasts and so many other things. And it was like a week later, didn't I get the same book at my doorstep as a surprise from Alex? It was a train and I've done it to someone else as well. So we're just Fine. like, you started this little well, train. Yeah. You yeah. know what? I always think like, it, it's funny, but even in the business, right? If there's a little thing that you can do for someone mm-hmm. that really sets you apart, right? And so something like getting the book on your doorstep, it's just a nice treat, it is right? You nice. open it and you're like, oh, that's very thoughtful, right? Yeah. She talked about that and yeah. how she remembered and, you know, it's it's pieces like that that, that make a yeah. difference. Yeah, I'm I'm smiling because Chantel did that to me again. It was the Wim Hof method book. Oh. And 
it was around Christmas <laughs> time. And I, you know, at Christmas, you just order so much on Amazon. And it gets to the point where I'm like, did I order this? I've wanted this for a long time. I must have ordered it. Oh, that's cool. I'll put it uh, like on my shelf. And then it was three, three days later. And Chantel's like, did you get that Wim Hof book? And I was like, did you send that? And she's like, yes, there was a note. Worst timing. Worst timing to send. So I have a funny story that relates to that. And I had bought myself new Apple um, earphones. Yeah. And they arrive in the mail. And then like the next day, a second pair arrives. And so I thought, oh my goodness, did they send me a second pair for by accident? Yeah. So to be honest, I actually put the box away because I'm like, I don't actually need two pairs. Well, Christmas time was coming and I think we were getting ready to go on a family vacation. And so my husband was like looking at these I, these um, ear pods and he opens up the box and on the actual like white case from Apple, it says talk and earn jazz XO. Someone bought me those and sent them to me. It oh was two gosh. months before and I never said thank you. Oh my gosh. Did you find out who? I did. I did. It was my, it was my brother-in-law. Oh. Because we went through like all these people who could, who would have put this thoughtful message yeah. about being a business owner. Yeah. And anyways, I had to apologize because he would have not received a thank you for two plus months and been wondering like, did she not get them? Yeah. Right? So I can appreciate boxes. You know, the, with the Wim Hof book, though, I, they send you a photo, Amazon, right? When when it's been sent. So I, I'm looking, I go back to the photo and I'm like, is that her front door? <laughs> like, did I send it to the right address? Right. I'm like, I feel like I know the door. <laughs> is this the door on the side? Like, I feel like that's where they put it. So yeah, I had to ask. And be yeah. like, I'm glad you did. Because I totally went by me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, thank you yeah. for sending the book because then it was almost a competition who could finish the book first. Yes, um, and we actually used that book to set up a YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and we followed their steps exactly. That and we awesome. have our YouTube channel set up. Yeah, so it's done, ready to go for videos, but awesome. don't have yeah. anything yet. So yeah, so uh, we decided to jump on podcasts instead. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> see of this yeah. for that, right? Yeah, so hundred percent. Yes. that's what. That's all right. about. But I want to ask you, did you do anything before mortgages? Because I don't know this about you. Alex yes. might know a bit more because you've known her longer. Right. But. Yes. Well, great question. So, yes, um, my life is, you know, like everybody's life, don't always uh, go directly like what your plan is. Yeah, of course. So I... I actually did an undergrad in women's studies when I was oh, a person yeah, I didn't know that. at Western. So that was my undergrad. And then I went to Toronto to U of T to do a master's in criminology. Oh, wow. So from there, you know, when you're, you know, a young feminist at the time, you think you're going to change the world. I was going to go be a lawyer and work at the UN and do all of these amazing things. And then um, I ended up kind of making a shift and I actually added an HR certificate to my plan. So I okay. went to Lampton College in, in Sarnia. And, and then after that, I got a job. I worked at a local company here in London. And I started actually as an administrative assistant and then really worked my way up over 15 years where I was there. Wow. Um, I have a, my project management designation. So my PMP and really what I did there was work as a project manager um, and managed really uh, millions of dollars of budgets it's it's quite a lovely organization and i was super blessed to work there 
And to be honest, COVID happened. And, and I think for a lot of people, I can speak for myself, you know, that really um, did change my view on how I wanted my life to go. Right. And my children were home. So I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old at the time. And I was on all-day conference calls, um, doing design reviews with my customers. And at that moment, I was failing in my in my view on my most important job, mm -hmm. which was my babies. Mm -hmm. And I remember being on calls and giving them a sour key at nine in the morning, my three-year-old, so that he would go away from me so that I could take my call. And it just really changed my life. And so from that there, little thing. yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And so that year in August, uh, sorry, um, October of 2020, I got my license and I started doing mortgages on the side part-time. Mm -hmm. And then eventually in 2022, my husband politely said, so what's the plan, hon? <laughs> because now you're working a full-time job and doing mortgages all night. And I was like, yeah, good, good point. So I, I resigned from my lovely, great paying salary bonus job. And yep, I, I even, you know, took my pension and, and put it in a lira and I went all in. But for me, this is the perfect fit for me. So um, if anything, I would have just wished that I had done it earlier. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, so big, big change for me, but the best change. So was it that conversation with your husband that made you take the jump or what was it outside of, you know, the moment with your kid? Sure. Of course. Yes. But what was it that was like, okay, that's it. I have to do it. I think definitely we had been preparing. So for two, 20, 2021, I was doing both jobs. And I definitely got to the point where like, I could only do so many mortgages, right? Like, yeah. I was definitely working a full-time job and yeah. parenting. And, yeah. and so I couldn't prospect a whole lot more because I couldn't handle the additional right. um, clients. Yeah. And so, you know, we talked about, you know, if, if the goal is for me to get into do, being a mortgage broker full time, then really, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Right. You can wait, you can keep waiting. Now that said, I resigned in April of 2022 and the interest rates started to rise immediately so the timing of my departure i often laugh and think you know well maybe i could have planned that a little bit better <laughs> yeah. but i got to enter the business at a time where you really have to learn the policies mm -hmm. you have to learn your client you have to know how to prepare the file for the lender it is I have learned way more by coming into the business no at a way. more difficult time yeah. than coming in where it was very easy for people yeah. to get money yeah. so I love that mm -hmm. in looking back yeah. and you know it has positioned me so well for the future mm -hmm. that um so yeah so that's the jazz story. No, I love it. Actually, yeah. it it makes a lot of sense. I got my real estate license in 2020 and literally a week before COVID hit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, similar thing. Right. I also had two more babies after right. that. So it was, you know, back to back sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But um, I had a moment of having no childcare for my little ones, but really needing to get going in real estate. And so I was trying to do both, you know, stay at home mom slash realtor. Right. And it was that battle of 
pushing them away mm -hmm. or saying, got to call you back because mm -hmm. my it wasn't fair to my clients, wasn't fair to my children. Mm -hmm. So making the decision that, okay, I actually need help. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it's okay to get someone to take care of your kids or separate yourself from momming and real estate where in my brain, you can freaking do it all. I like you know. can just do it and it's fine. But right. that moment, I've had that exact sour key moment mm -hmm. where it's so unfair. Yeah. It's so unfair to my clients just as much as mm -hmm. it's unfair to my children. Mm -hmm. And having that separated time is super important. Right. So where I'm going with it is now that you made that decision to cut it and, you know, go full time on it. How are you separating your time as mom and mortgage girl? That's actually a very good question. Because in my old life, I would have worked, I don't know, I usually did 7 to 3.30s. Right. And typically, I didn't work very, uh, I didn't do overtime very often, mm -hmm. unless it was really needed. But now, it's a completely different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have a lot of snuggles in the morning at the Cernic house. So, like, the first thing, like... What I love more than anything is I I don't have to rush my babies anymore. They're not necessarily babies anymore. They are yeah, I seven and eight, but they are yeah. babies. When I think of my daughter Capri when she was born, I was the first mom at the daycare doors yeah. every morning. I yeah. remember I would wait there until they unlocked them <laughs> at 730. <laughs> And I look back and I think, but you, you have to do what you have to do. And, yeah. and getting her there early meant I get to start work early, which meant I come home early. So yeah. there, it made sense. But now, you know, we, we, to be honest, sometimes we even do some homework in the morning. I get to do breakfast. I get the kids off to school. Um, I definitely start work like the second they leave the door yeah, and, you know, feverishly work all day, but I do pick the babes up from school and it's not always glorious. Like I pick the babes up from school and sometimes they come home and here's their snack and yes. I'm, I'm back upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the business is very ebbs and flow and yeah. I'm extremely customer focused. So like it is, you would you never, like, mm -hmm. but somebody, if they send me an email that day, like they will get a response that day. So if that means that I do have to work slightly later, then I will. Yeah. yeah. Or if the kids have an activity, of course, I'm going to take them. Could I be in the corner, you know, doing a couple things on the computer? Yes. Yeah. So the work-life balance, even though you envision it to be a certain way, yeah. as a woman in a business that does want to continue to really wow everyone, yeah. it takes a lot yeah. of time. So it's not quite what I had envisioned of like picking up the kids, putting the laptop away, yes. and doing all these fun yes. things. Yeah, because a lot of it is time sensitive, yes. right? Yes. So yes. And I think the work-life balance, a lot of I think that's a myth. Mm -hmm. And I think if there is a work-life balance, people fail to look at it over the long term. Right. Because in our businesses, we do have the ebbs and flows. Absolutely. So there may be like three, four months where we're doing something like that. Mm -hmm. For me, the kids get off the bus too. Yes. I help them with their lunches, like washing them out. They make their lunches. Mm -hmm. Then they're allowed to have a snack and I'm back on my laptop until it's time to go pick up Chris. Right. Husband. Yes. And, and so that's very similar, but on, in times where I don't have that, um, like that 
more excessive workload, I guess, then I can just be more present with Mm -hmm. them in that moment. So like you just have to give and take that's true with the business yes and look at it over the long term okay for these months I'm like more invested in mm-hmm. my business and sorry kids like I have mm-hmm. to do this mm-hmm. and uh, most professions have that same sort of thing right yeah think of accountants right yeah that's a really good point because on the flip side is we were lucky enough to get away after Christmas for yeah. a few days and uh you know i was able to do that i did do some work in the mornings mm-hmm. um you know from where we were but then we were skiing we love to ski so you know i would be away from the computer for five or six hours yeah i would check in again after but the we actually got to go away for almost two weeks well yes. in my old life you know two weeks of your vacation would be you know half of your year yeah Yeah. so you tended not to go away for so long you would do you know smaller so it's absolutely ebbs and flows and for me personally it just it works and I love it and it it provides me you know a lot of happiness that I can still be there for appointments and volunteering at the school and popcorn days and all those things that I never really used to be able to do yeah I think about that all the time because I made the switch while on mat leave from a regular job, but I didn't know what it was like to have kids, right? Like I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I know they needed you all the time, but I wonder now that I'm available for doctor's appointments and being able to pick him up from school if he needs it or whatever it is, like how did did anyone do it before? Mm -hmm. It is difficult. Like you just have to... You and just you rely on your family and your friends yeah. and, you know, but I agree with you. Like I feel right now, I think, cause we're in like sickness season, yeah. um, but the kids are like, can barely make it through a week of school without an appointment or a dentist or, a, you That's know, it. and I often do think like, how did I used to do that? Or I, I would have, you know, been able to do that, but it would have meant um, almost feeling bad about it. So yeah. in my old career I would have been able to get the time off to go and take the kids where they needed to but you know you have to check with your supervisor and your manager your and you know it just wasn't always perceived as being okay yeah yeah and I definitely worked in a very male-dominated organization (laughs) so you know the idea that you know you were going to, you know, not be there and, you know, it, it made a difference, right? So, yeah. Yes. Can I share a story? You had the, the sour key moment. I had a moment in 2017 when I was pregnant with the twins. Um, that was opposite to that because I was in real estate full time and I was in the car. I had to pull over to take a call from another agent and Amelia and Charlie, two older ones, were in the back. And Amelia at the time was three and Charlie was one, one and a half maybe, and pregnant with twins. <laughs> amazing. That is so amazing. And I remember taking this call and I had the Frozen soundtrack on to keep them distracted and quiet. Mm-hmm. And the call was so I, it made me so angry. It was so ridiculous because it was a waste of my time. Somebody missed their showing on my listing and they were calling me to see if they could still go in half an hour later and disrupt my client who had been prepared and then didn't want to let them in the house. And then I had to reschedule the showing and everything. And it was in that moment, I thought, 
can I, like, if this is what I'm doing to my kids in the back, I'm on the call and distracting them with Frozen, can, like, I'm having twins. How am I going to be able to be a successful realtor with four young kids under four? I, and I just couldn't figure out how it was going to be possible. So then it was from that point that I started being open to having a full-time like nine to five job. Mm. And so I went the other way and I put real estate on the back burner when the twins were six months old, I took a full-time job and all four of them were in care and I was just working. To pay, to pay for more. their care because right. it was over three thousand dollars a month right it was it was crazy and it only took me a year i don't think i knew this you about did. you it only took me a year at that job to be like what am i doing right and and it was a lot of those things that you mentioned it was like i have sick kids that um then or the nanny's sick and I have to stay home with them and uh, they have to go to this appointment. I have to pick them up early. And I felt so guilty having to ask my supervisor every time who like I was in a team of women. So they mm -hmm. did understand. But it doesn't take away the fact that you, you feel still feel the guilt. 100 yes. percent. And yeah. I I left my first career because I didn't want to report to anyone. I wanted to be the boss. Yeah. And I found myself in this position again where. I was having to report to the boss and make sure I was back on time and I mm -hmm. only took an hour lunch and I hated it. And so mm -hmm. I only lasted a, a year. <laughs> and then when I came back, it was 2019, because it was 2018 to 2019. And I decided to stay home with the kidlets mm -hmm. and do yes. real estate from home with them. Right. And I felt so free. Right. <laughs> that is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that yeah. story. Yeah. So a little bit reversed, but I like found myself back in the same yeah, the same situation that you yeah. needed to, to figure out. Well, I think that's all part of it is um, doing this or making the jump, whether it be backwards and then back forward, right. you figure out that it really makes the most sense if you want to be a present mom and own your own business, in a sense, you can do both, but the separation is super important at mm -hmm. the same yes. time. But you don't need a nine to five to separate the two. Right. Like you can, you can own your own business and create the nine to five if that works for oh, you. Yeah. But then you still have the freedom then to not have to go to supervisors and ask right. for permission mm -hmm. yeah. or feel less than for right. wanting to be a good mom and be there for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to switch it a little bit and find out where you're. I'm saying love for numbers because I see you like I didn't realize that it was really just since 2022 that like the way you work to me seems like you've been in the business for years and decades. Right. Um, the way you're there for your clients and for us as realtors. Yeah. And the amount of information you send us, letting us know how things are going and stuff to me is super experienced. Yes. Like and I've worked with other um, brokers before that they are not. It's like pulling teeth to know what's going on. And yes, and you find out down. from yes, being put down if you're asked what's going on. Yes, and like why are you pushing? And a lot of them saying you can only find out from your client. Like I cannot speak to. It's I don't see how that works. But anyways, the experience that I feel you show in only being full time for a short amount of time is 
amazing. So in my eyes, you have passion for it. You have love for the numbers. So Mm -hmm. where does it come from and why? Not why is it exciting for you? Because to me, I'm like, oh, when it comes to that stuff. But like, yeah, where does it come from? So I've always been a a nerd when it comes to numbers. So when I was a young person in university, I worked at Eastside Mario's. And at Eastside Mario's, I was a bartender. And so when I would finish my shift, there was an RBC in the parking lot. And I would deposit my tip money into the bank amazing and most folks that would work with me would come to me as the bartender and and spend their tip money yeah right have a couple beers after work and for whatever reason you know I didn't grow up with parents that had a lot of money and Mm -hmm. I remember my parents fighting about money you know different stories and things that I remembered so when I was young I always just didn't want to spend more than I made Mm -hmm. and that came to me very naturally then um so a couple of things I'm very service oriented and it actually comes back from that Eastside Mario's life because providing service to people and making people happy and smile and enjoy themselves has just always been something I loved. And when I transitioned from Eastside's into my, my project management job, you always have a customer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's at a restaurant, if it's, you know, the customer who is buying this large, uh, beautiful, you know, manufactured thing that I was selling yeah. or here. And so I just have always loved to provide really great customer experience. Mm-hmm. If I go back to the numbers, then I became, I used to like every month I would log on to my bank accounts and look at my debts and look at my my if I had any money in the bank and I would like put it in an Excel spreadsheet and I actually still do that to this day and I have that Excel spreadsheet from like 2011 that's amazing Uh, the funny thing is when I met my husband I had my own tab and I made a tab for him (laughs) Because I, I mean, we were just, we weren't like fully married. Yeah. Separation is key. But I really wanted to kind of keep an eye on what was going on there too. Yes, of course. And then it took until us getting married where I combined the tabs into one. Okay. And it's funny, every month I do an update. I send it to my husband with like different changes, what's been going well, what's been going bad. That's incredible. It's actually nerdy, so nerdy, but I've always loved watching it seeing what it can do what do you do if you do this what do you do if you do that and And isn't it just beautiful to see a number that you've wanted to see right or see the change that you've wanted that you've paid off the debt right you know it's not like it's not always a great story but you know of course it's I do believe it's important for people to know how they stand financially Mm -hmm. I do think it's it's good for people to put it in front of them so that they can see how they're making progress because Mm -hmm. you know if you don't pay attention then that is when people can get into Mm -hmm. a little bit of a trouble some situation and then in terms of the mortgage space like I didn't really think about the broker space until a financial planner friend of mine that I worked with at Eastside Mario's and I've been friends with ever since said Jazz have you have you ever thought about getting into this you love numbers so much and so it just really aligned with everything that I do love like when I I do create detailed budgets for my customers. That's what I love. Yeah. And I 
I do make a video that goes with them. Yeah. And I walk people through all the scenarios of if we're doing a purchase, all of the costs that are associated with closing the file, if it's a refinance, exactly the liabilities we're going to be paying off, what the penalty is going to be, yeah. your lawyer fees. I think a lot of people can forget about the closing costs yeah, and they're they not prepared for it. Yeah. So I spend the time to really like educate my clients so that when they put in an offer with you guys, they're not surprised when the lawyer sends them a trust ledger that they owe them, you know, $20,000 more. Yeah. yeah. So I do take a lot of pride in like spending the time and also something like uh, property taxes or condo fees. They can make a big difference Huge. To, a, to a client's monthly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So once the client is going out and, you know, looking at homes, I would love, like, I love to have an ongoing relationship with them. So they say, Jazz, I looked at this awesome condo last night, but the condo fees are four fifty. What does that look like for my budget? Yes. It takes me no time at all to update it to show them again. This yeah. is what your monthly cost is going to look like because one of the biggest questions I ask anyone who calls for a pre-approval isn't always, you know, I will find out what your maximum is. What do you want your mortgage yeah. to look like? Yes. Because or what do you want your monthly exactly. amount to be, yeah, right? Because yeah. people have this idea in their mind, especially if they're coming from the rental side, yeah. right? This is the amount that I pay for rent. Mm -hmm. Can I have that same amount in mortgage or less? Right. Like, but yes. people don't actually think that you can monthly maybe pay less than the yes. rent that you're paying, yes. depending yeah. your situation. Absolutely. Right? So, and also, like some folks may qualify for you know, uh, maybe they qualify for a million dollar mortgage. They may not want to make payments on a mortgage on a mortgage of a million dollars. Right. right. So again, what are people comfortable with? If I'm meeting with a younger family, they have children. I always say like, I want you to still go on vacation. Yeah. I want you to have the life that you want. I want you to do the things that you as a family yeah. want to do and not be stretched by the mortgage yeah. payment. Right. Mm -hmm. so. And I think that is a lot where education comes in right. like for us as realtors as well. Like we add that in there that you should have a buffer of like one to 1.5% mm -hmm. of the purchase price Absolutely. for those additional costs. Yes. But then also you don't want, yes, this house is a million dollars and it has everything you've ever mm -hmm. dreamed of, but can you humble yourself just slightly by going down to maybe the 800 way to especially if you have kids be able to do the vacations right. and the extra things that are really ultimately more important mm -hmm. yeah um that's what i was going to touch on earlier too is is stuff mm. that people like your numbers monthly and stuff that people just buy like amazon stuff or <laughs> you know home decor stuff or presents for their kid or going I, out to eat or going out to eat people eat several times a week or starbucks like coffee mm -hmm. adds up even if you're just a timmy's block like <laughs> you know you do that a couple times a day or a day like once a day it all adds up so those those little things that it's interesting that part of the education teaching them that are those the things that really matter to you like are you going to be sad if you can't right. go get your coffee every right. day are you going to be sad if you can't take your kids to disney by mm -hmm. the end of the yeah. year mm -hmm. yeah. if those things are most important then let's switch your you know mortgage monthly and see a range that makes the most sense right. yeah. in order for you to live your 
best life oh, that yeah. you want, right? Yeah. Well, so, and you guys know, like, it is tough for families right now. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. expensive. Yeah. You know, everything is expensive right now. So any savings that you can do from a monthly perspective to help with your cash flow is really valuable. Yeah. It's valuable mm-hmm. for families, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, it is 100%. On the flip side, I find people also get hung up with just the number, like the the value of the house, Mm. instead of focusing on what it will cost them monthly. For 25 years. For 25 years. Or up until renewal. But you know, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And so they're like, well, I don't want to spend a million. I want to stay at the 900,000 mark. And I'm like, that's fair, but let's look at the monthly cost Mm -hmm. of 900,000 versus a million right. when you're selling your $700,000 house and right. you have 500 of it in equity. Yes. Yeah, there is yes. that. Yes. Like there's so many explore. things to yes. think about. Yes. And mm-hmm. similarly, like even with the rates conversation, you know, there's so much more than just like the rate that you've Googled, right? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. can, is it portable? Can you move it to a new lender? Uh, what is the amortization? Can you put more money on the principal per year? Yeah. yeah. There's even mortgages like if you, um, that don't allow you to renew or refinance in the term, the only way to get out of it is by selling the property. Really? But those would be the most competitive rates. So yeah. if people, you know, don't, Again, like my my goal is just to make sure people are well informed so mm-hmm. that they know their product. Yeah. So that when they move forward, they're comfortable. Yeah. No, 100%. So in this world of having your own business, yes, you're under bricks, but you have your own business, you right. have your own clientele, yes. you have all of that going on. In order to do that and do that successfully, I feel that it's it's really important to have a support system in place, whether it be for your kids or for your business or for your life in general. Mm-hmm. So do you have that? Do you think it's important? And yeah, how Does it help you in your business to be successful? Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. Um, I'm blessed to my I mean, my husband is ridiculously supportive. Um, and even when I was changing roles, um, for us, you know, the idea that he has a job that has benefits mm-hmm. for the family was important to me yes. and definitely helped me to be able to go into mm-hmm. the business. Mm-hmm. I am also blessed. My mom lives with us. Mm-hmm. So oh, we nice. have a duplex to our house and she has her own entrance, her own laundry, but she's there every day to help. Um, I know I spoke to making breakfasts earlier, but I don't always make the <laughs> breakfast. Grandma makes the breakfast a lot. Yeah, but, you know, we amazing. spend time as a family, like my mom and I and the kids, um, which is really, really valuable. And then I've been blessed to really meet like really great people like you, like partners oh, that I gosh. definitely call friends yeah. that I can ask a question to, even if it's not related to a file we're working on, you know, if there's, if I can just have coffee with a lovely person who can, you know, you can bump ideas off of and yeah. think, what are we going to do for this year? What's your year look like? And um, I just have been, uh, the amount of wonderful people I have met by getting into this world yeah. is unmatched. Yeah. And to be honest, even my clients are like a resource and a help to me yeah. because they help to light that fire under me. Totally. And you know, when they say thank you or something like this was the easiest mortgage I've ever done. Yeah. I think, 
oh my gosh, that is awesome. And yeah, it just that's cool. fuels you mm-hmm. to move on and to, totally. you know, go, go get the next, you know, go help the next person. Yeah. So yeah. I am definitely blessed. I have a lot of people that, um, you know, are helpful and, and yeah. friends and yeah. What do you, what do you find is the most difficult thing about being self-employed? Yeah. So for me, um, it was definitely telling people what I do. Really? Yeah. So the, for the longest <laughs> time, I'm very extroverted. Like I have no problem going to meet people and people I don't know. And yeah. I love that. But def, you know, when it first started, like the idea of social media and all yeah. of that was very difficult for me. It's not my skill set, not something I was comfortable with because I always felt like people would judge me or would talk behind my back yeah it would be people from my old life in a way that yes. I was most worried about yeah. you know seeing that jazz was making a video about interest rates yeah I've definitely come a long way in the last 12 months and I'm much more comfortable it's funny but what really helped me was my cash flow challenge was oh really so I did this silly uh well it wasn't silly it, wasn't it was silly. a great um I basically what I did is I focused in on cash flow for like the last quarter of last year and I would make videos and content around helping families save money and I wore a cash flow challenge every day for 90 days. How many did you have again? Three different kinds, (laughs) three different colors, and I wore them for 90 days. And it was a very, near the, like day 70, I was past the sweater. (laughs) But I I said I was going to do this. And she came to our fall event wearing one. So she was dedicated. I was in it to win it. It was orange. It was orange. It was perfect. So that for me, for whatever reason, suddenly gave me confidence to talk to people about what I do for work. Mm. And what I say, when I mean talk to people, I mean, for example, I'm at the hockey arena with Linda and he plays hockey. I was, one of the women there said, after wearing the shirt for you know a couple <laughs> weeks, she says, like, what's what's with the shirt? <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm doing this challenge where I'm trying to save people $25,000. And, you know, I'm a mortgage broker. And she said, well, I had no idea you were in mortgages. Yes. And I thought that's because I didn't have a way to communicate that feeling for me personally, like I wasn't being a salesperson. Yeah. Yes. That's and my, our problem. Yes. yes. And I, I, there is nothing wrong with being a salesperson and being able to do that. Yeah. I didn't have that in me. And so wearing these shirts, as silly as it was, allowed me to feel like I could tell everybody about what I did. Yeah. And from there, I think that started it. Yeah. And then I've been able to kind of take that with me. Yes. And I'm much more comfortable sharing. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely telling people what I do for work. And I don't want people to think as soon as I say I'm a mortgage broker, that I'm trying to get their mortgage. Yes. Yeah. We find the exact right? same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm more than happy to help if you have a question. Yeah. I'm not trying to solicit your mortgage right now. No. Right? No. So that's no. been my challenge. Yeah. And we find the same, like, reaching out to friends yes. or um, being at our events. Like, we do things because we want to stay connected and we value our friendships and our community so much. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the last thing we want to do is to come across as salesy either. Yeah. So we have a very hard time 
bringing up that we are a real estate team. And we have to promise ourselves and force ourselves to say like, okay, at this event, we're just going to be like, hey, find our like our pen in our bags. We are a real estate team. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are so good. You should like, what if you just did like a 30 second at your event? Like, this is just heads up. This is what's been changing. That's our whole every event. It is. And we do stand up and introduce the event yes. or at the end. Right. But does I it know. always, I it know. doesn't always happen. And it's then, not easy. It's, it's totally a limiting belief yes. though that, and that was probably the same for you that people are going to judge and I think, know. oh, you're just having this event to get our business. Yes. Right. That's actually not the case. It's not our truth. And if it's not your truth, then stand in I it. Know. And if they want to have that opinion, they can, yeah. but it's not actually yeah. true. Would we go above and beyond for those people though? Absolutely. Yes. If right. it came to that. Yes. But it's like our September yoga event in the lavender yes. labyrinth yes. <laughs> that you came to yes. and you brought friends to. Um, when we stood up there and said we're a real estate team, that was like the first time I think in any of our events in the past year that we said, if anyone needs any help, we can help you with real estate. Um, we're Alex and Chantel with Village Realty Team and enjoy the yoga. Like, right. We... That was the first time, and that was hard. It was. I know. It was hard. we got to push through that. Yeah. I'm exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. But see, with your challenge, the, the challenge yeah. was a positive thing that you were doing for someone or anyone. Right. Being like, I'm trying to save people money. I'm a mortgage broker, and I, c- I can do that. So from that angle, it is so much easier to say I'm a mortgage broker because you're doing a challenge for yourself that's actually helping other people. And that's where I find it easier with our events. Mm -hmm. Like we're event-based. We're we're choosing things that we want other people to try with us. And that's an easy way to contact our things and be like, hey, come hang out with us. Like come do these fun things rather than cold calling or door knocking and being like, hey, do you need to list your house now is a good time. It doesn't feel good. No. There is no other realtors that do what you guys do. <laughs> like the events that you put on are so thoughtful, engaging, like over the top and organically, <laughs> they all know who you are. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that's right? it. That's... I mean, that's the flip side, right? Yeah. Is they all know who yeah. you are, that it, that it will come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. What do you do? Because we chose that, that lane because we really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. We love running events and it feels normal to us. It feels, feels easy. Easy. We can reach out to people multiple times a month and, um, and say like, Hey, you want to come out to this event? And then at the event, bring your friends and we get to meet them and spend time with them in person. And we don't have to push real estate, which we don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to say we're here to help when you need help. Um, but that's the way we've chosen to stand out above the rest. Mm-hmm. And I think we've done that pretty intentionally because mm-hmm. we know not a lot of other uh, real estate agents in London or area run events like we do. There's always client events mm-hmm. that um, people maybe do four, five, six times a year, mm-hmm. but we're like two or three events a month, Epic, um, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> Epic. Um, and so how have you chosen, like, I know the answer to this already, 
but I want you to say like how you've chosen to stand out above the rest because like real estate agents, there are mortgage brokers. Everywhere. Everyone knows a mortgage broker. Right. Everyone yeah, knows a real estate yeah. agent. Right. And like, how do you stand out? Well, and it's funny because it's almost like you want someone else to answer because yes. you're still silly answering yourself. I think the way I, I do stand out though is service and communication. So like when I say that I provide <laughs> good service, like I will it's never have good service. It's, it's phenomenal. I, I will never have a client or a realtor partner or a financial planning partner, anyone wondering what the status of their file is. Yeah. I will yeah. if if a client asks me what the status is, or if you were to send me an email saying, Hey, what's going on with so and so? I'd be like, Wow, did I ever fail that file? Yeah. Because I will always intend to push information to you. Mm -hmm. Nothing confidential. Like I, I know as a broker, I, I'm not telling you numbers. I'm not, no. I'm really just saying files been submitted, you yes. know, have a commitment from the lender, reviewing it with the client, reached out to the lawyer. We're broker complete. I'm going to continue to track the file to closing. One thing I found when I started the business is that there would be realtors on closing day who wouldn't know if the file closed. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. us a lot. Yeah. That happens that a lot. Yes. In my opinion, unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Yeah. We don't hear from the lawyer. We don't hear from the mortgage right. broker. And we're calling our clients saying, did can you I, hear can anything? I, can I congratulate you? Yeah. yeah. Right? And, and we should know and should be calling to congratulate right. our clients. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So even something like that. Now, it's funny because I have to obviously get that from the lawyer but as soon as I know who the lawyer is I am making friends yeah like I am touching that lawyer three to four times before closing and the day before closing I always send an email that says you know I know we're on track for tomorrow can you please just let me know when it's closed yeah and 99.9% .9 of the time they will send you an email their clerk yeah and then I know to text the realtor and let them know and call the client and congratulate them because there's nothing worse than like thinking you're going to call, call the client to congratulate them and it hasn't closed. Yes. I know. Yes. Right? So yeah, you sit it, there on closing day being like... Yeah. And in our case, five o'clock goes by and we haven't heard anything. Yeah. And we're like, texting. lawyers are closed. Yeah. Lawyers are closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. And then we're texting our client like, did everything go okay right. today? And they're like, oh yeah, we got the keys at three o'clock. And we're like, I know. What? That yeah. shouldn't happen. Should. And, and that's not even us like not following up with the yeah. the lawyer or mortgage right. broker like a lot of the time we just don't hear from them right it <laughs> yeah. should be pushed yeah. and so those are really like for me that's the most important i really try for everyone to have an enjoyable mortgage experience which is like sometimes not the easiest yeah mortgage i will like on the flip side say mortgages are much more difficult than i thought they were mm -hmm. every mortgage has little differences yeah, in everybody's situation there's always something and, or um you know you get the the condition of financing signed off and the and the and they've uh, the realtors have negotiated a new price and they added oh they new price is this because you know attic uh insulation is poor and 
no, 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 no. Like, you, you don't want to, you know, like, so you don't tell me your reason. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me your reason. I literally called the realtor. I'm like, is there any way you can take that out? We're broker, we're, we're, we've signed off the condition of financing. You don't want to give the lender any reason now. Yes. Yeah. I will also say, bringing up lenders, though, is the way I treat my clients, my referral partners, is also the way I treat my lenders. Yeah. Right. So there are lenders that, you know, when they see an email from me, they're going to respond mm-hmm. because... Right. I'm kind. I'm nice. I try to check in on them. Mm-hmm. I don't always get to work with the same underwriters, but you do have typically a point of contact at each lender. I send them Starbucks thank you cards. Yes. It's something small. Yes. They remember you. Yeah. yeah. They'll put your file ahead of others when we have a quick COF, conditional yeah. financing. It is relationships. Yes. And that's what I love. And I try my very, very best at. You yeah. do a really, really good job at you that. You do. Seriously. And that's what we tell our clients too. Yeah. Like when they ask for a referral for a mortgage broker, it's you first because, and I say like, she is the best. She will look after you. And we love her so much because she treats her clients how we treat our clients yeah. and how we want you to be treated. Yeah. And and the flip side too for us when just like you said for the other professionals you're working with we value the relationships with our team mm-hmm. so much like our stager our handyman photographer um, other photographer lawyer right. the list goes on and the same goes we are kind and communicative mm-hmm. and um considerate with all of them and value their time yeah. very close very right. um value their time yes <laughs> no, period. No, period no it makes a difference yeah it is we all want to work with people that are like nice and lovely and enjoyable yeah. to be around right yeah. that's that's what makes all of this worth it yeah yeah and, and we always say we're like we're all on the same team yes it doesn't matter even if i'm on the buying side and i'm trying to work with the listing agent yeah on the selling side i'm looking at it as i'm on your team and we're each doing what we need to do for our clients right. but we're working together to find the common ground uh, the common yeah common ground for absolutely them. yeah 100 yeah. percent. so yeah, yeah. we we can tell that relationships yeah, that is key for it you. Is. I for, do. I love yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> and I think it's the best way to be 100%. It is. You, I was going to say, too, you said, like, jumping into this um, career uh, with two feet, leaving corporate career behind, you said you've met the best people. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of you. That is you, Jazz. Yeah, (laughs) I guess there's a piece of that. But I mean, I always think even of like how I met you. Mm -hmm. Like I remember Alex posted on social media looking for like-minded people to go for coffee with or something like this. And I... I just responded and was like, I'd love to go for coffee. I had never met Alex. I I didn't know this. That's yeah, awesome. It was so random. I was still at my old job. So yes. I was only doing mortgages on the side. But I was like, okay. You still met me in the daytime because yep. you had some I did have flexibility. Yep. But I was like, you know what? This is, this is how I'm going to build my business. And mm-hmm. I have to go out and meet people that I don't know. And, yeah. you know, you put yourself in uncomfortable situation yeah thank you you. seem that uncomfortable at all well you're always kind of nervous (laughs) when you first meet someone but that's how like look at us now right it makes a big difference yeah we were at um 
uh black walnut yes yes yeah black walnut last week at coffee and jazz reminded me she was like this is where we first met oh was it at black walnut no 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 and And i'm pretty sure it's the same situation i had organized it because my car was in it that's so (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny and then now i got to meet you which was such a treat i know no i love it and i always heard about jazz before like you know jazz the mortgage girl and i'm like know no, of her <laughs> haven't met her want to like, yes. now i get it yeah. i tasted oh, the tea and i want more all the time yeah. <laughs> like, so let's finish off with getting you to say something to other women or moms who are thinking about wanting to you know take the step into being an entrepreneur yeah. and is it wise give them advice what is what is something from jazz that is a nugget they need to know. Mm, Oh, that's a good one. So what I would say is this, um, when I was working my old job, which again was a lovely job, there was nothing wrong with it. I always remembered thinking, I think there's more for me. Mm. I think there's more for me. And then I had my children, then COVID happened. So it definitely, you know, impacted me. But um, I think of my children and I think, what do I want Sorry, sometimes I always get emotional when I talk about my kids. No, it's okay. Um, But the idea is that what do I want their life to be? And I want them to believe that if there is more, go and get it. Yeah. And I thought the only way that I can tell my children that is if I do it myself. And... I I was blessed that, you know, if I did experience failure, I obviously had my partner who, you know, still has a, a regular job mm-hmm. and was able to support us. I definitely did have some savings, like, you know, yeah. not going to be unrealistic, you know. Well, your numbers, girl. But, yeah. I, you know, if you're diving all in. Um, but the idea for me was I really wanted to design a life that I loved and I wanted to tell my children that they can do the same and so that is if that is something that you know is important to the folks watching um use those kiddos and what you want they're like what you want to teach them as your push yes and think about it like there are times where sometimes you know meeting a new realtor partner or a new financial planner or going out and getting your business is um you can feel a little shy. Yeah. You're not you're not always wanting to do it. But if you really think about this is what I need to do to feed like feed my family is a bit dramatic, but to show my children that this can be successful, mm-hmm. you'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's so. a big why. Yeah. Big why. Why are we doing this? Right. It's for them. Right. And those and you can. You can. You can. I I, I like as a little girl, my parents told me, my mom told me every day, you could do whatever you wanted. And I believe that in my core. Yeah. Um, but it's not easy. But if you wake up every day and you keep trekking to that finish line, you're yeah. gonna get you'll there. get there. Yeah. I really believe it. Do you have bigger dreams for your mortgage business? Then, and when I ask that, it's not that you, what you're doing is small by any means. It's how do you intend to grow or have 
you talked about an assistant before. Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe that's the first step because that leverages you huge right. Yes. Um and it's like multiple jazzes. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, that's a great question. And definitely that is the goal for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I have been blessed, very blessed to be busy and to have lots of families to work with and to help. Mm -hmm. And I do want to continue to help more families. So mm -hmm. it's finding the balance. The challenge is I still need to be able to provide the customer service. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, there are certain tasks that could be delegated, but when it comes to those clients, they're always going to see jazz. Yes. They're always going to talk to me. I'm always going to be that person, mm -hmm. um, at least for the next few years. Yeah. Right. Um, cause that's what's imp most important to me yeah. is that people talk to me and they leave and they think, wow, that was, that was great. Or I feel, more. I feel more knowledgeable. I feel more confident with my offer or yeah. my renewal. So, yes. but you know, in an ideal world, I think, um, you know, we got another 20 years or so to work. So <laughs> yeah. by the end, I'd love to be able to be like, okay, Tom's jazz or jazz junior is going to help you. But yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. yeah. That I got some time to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. you do. And for the that addition to your team and having that service comes with interviews, right? Like yeah. you finding the right person, I think it's going to be easy. It may take time, mm -hmm. but you being who you are, you know who you align right. with and yes. who will work. And yes. if you find someone similar to you, you can have a second jazz mm -hmm. that will provide the service. You guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. It's you know, we scary sometimes. It is. Yeah. Like no. that doesn't happen all the time. No. Right? no. No. So maybe I just need to pocket that and be like, okay, that's what I'm going to look for. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it, it will happen. But thank you, Jazz, for coming yeah. and being a part of our first day yeah. of getting this kickoff. I yeah. am so, I feel pretty darn special. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'm glad good. You, you are special. <laughs> and we are so thankful and grateful yeah. that you are in our world. Yes. Thank you. Where can we find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram mm -hmm. at Jazz Mortgages um, or Jasmine at jazzmortgages.ca. Okay, here we well, go. Yeah. So, see her. Yeah. yeah. So, if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast, Empower Moms Podcast. Woo! And uh, follow us on village.realtyteam uh, on Instagram as well. And uh, we'll put all of those in the show notes, too. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you, guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay. Hey, that's a I'm, uh, I bet it's so nerdy. Oh my it god, I'm getting sweaty. I so you said sweaty. it's no, so nerdy. Well, you get nervous. I hope my lips didn't get.